Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This week in Monsters Who Murder, we continue our commentary on the interrogation of 15-year-old Alyssa Bustamante. To recap, on the afternoon of October 21, 2009, nine-year-old Elizabeth Alton spent the afternoon playing outside with Alyssa's younger sister. The rule was for Elizabeth to return home in time for dinner, but when Elizabeth didn't return, her mother set out to remind her daughter that she should have come home well before now. Mrs. Alton spotted Emma, Alyssa's sister, who had been playing with Elizabeth and asked her where her daughter was. The six-year-old said that Elizabeth had headed home a while ago. Alarmed that her daughter was missing, Mrs. Alton called police and soon a team that included FBI agents had arrived to search the town for the missing nine-year-old. Emma told police that while the two young girls had been playing, 15-year-old Alyssa had decided to join them. When other leads failed, attentions turned to the teenager. It would be during an interrogation that Alyssa would eventually confess to killing Elizabeth. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer. You know, I didn't want to get in the car. I had to. With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight. You can find me at Rob underscore McKnight on Twitter. And yes, it's true. All the rumours that you've heard, they're all true. I am joined by the serial killer whisperer, true crime author and criminologist, Amanda Howard. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Robert. It always worries me when you start talking about, like, secrets and things like that because you do know everything. (laughs) I do know everything. And don't think I haven't noticed the little uh, nose pierce that you've got. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's 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 my year of not giving an F, so um, that's what I'm doing, and that includes getting my, my nose pierced. I love how you refrain from saying fuck. We say it every other time <laughs> on this podcast, but, yeah, sure, pull it back now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I try. <laughs> uh, now, Amanda, just before we left the last episode, we, of course, saw the diary entry, which had been scrubbed out but revealed where she admits killing this girl. Yeah, um, they talked about uh, that she had written down that she had slit the girl's throat. So, And they were the two first words that they were able to um, undecipher from that scribbled out mess. So um, they kind of knew straight away what was happening. So it was amazing that they kept that a secret through half of the interrogation until we got to this point where she realised now that they know more than they were letting her know. Okay, let's pick up with the interrogation. And just to remind people, inside that small room, we have Officer Dave Rice, Juvenile Officer Toby Meyer, who is there as an advocate due to Alyssa's age, and, of course, Alyssa's grandmother, Karen Brooke. Alyssa is front and centre on the camera, and when she arrived, she assumed she just had to answer a few more questions. That was until Rice brought up the fact that investigators had gone through her diary, including the final page that Alyssa had written about 
killing someone. That's the one we just saw. The diary entry read, I just fucking killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them. And now they're dead. I don't know how to feel at the moment. It was amazing. As soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling, it's pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaky though right now. Kay, i got to go to church now. Lol. Now, Amanda, that is actually frightening stuff to read the, the, the relaxed attitude of that diary entry. And then i got to go to church now. Lol. Wow. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't really understand the magnitude of what she's no. done. You know, she's saying it's a, it's an, oh, my God, I can't do this. Like she's talking about, you know, s stepping up on stage to do a speech at, at school or something, mm. not about ending someone's life and being prepared for that. And as, as we knew in episode one, she was talking about digging graves and, and was yep. burying animals and stuff like that, that this to her is just an, oh, my God, moment. It's, it's chilling to, to, to think that she's only 15. And, of course, if you haven't seen part one of this interrogation, I suggest you go back to the last episode and listen to the episode or watch the episode through patreon.com slash mwmconfessions or you screen at monstersumurder or mwm.uscreen.io. All right. Let's pick up on the interrogation. Both Rice and Maya have asked Alyssa to tell the truth. And as we often see, they actually offer an alternative. If this was an accident, that's fine, but we need the truth. We have to know the truth. That's all I'm asking for, is whatever happens. But I have to know the truth. This is not going to go away. All I'm asking for is the truth. I don't know what's in the diary. I don't know the truth. That's what I'm asking. Tell us what happened. If this isn't, if this was an accident, that's fine. We can deal with that. But I have to know what happened. I have to know what the truth is. I have to know how this happened. And the most important thing is we have to know where she's at. We have to give this family some closure. Just like if this is your little sister, you would want closure. It's actually quite clever how they're relating it back to Alyssa's own sister, Amanda. It is. And just at that last second, we actually see that she's thinking, oh, yeah, she's finally understanding the the absolute magnitude of what she's done. You know, to think, oh, if this was my sister, how I, I would feel, um, because she adored her, her younger siblings, regardless, actually found them annoying and things like that. Um, you know, but by offering a different scenario, they're sort of going through, you know, is this a possibility? Because she will actually go into that a bit further when they offer this scenario again. Um, but it's it's just so interesting how she sort of thinks about it then for a very final moment, mm. like, oh yeah, you know. But the but but the secondary thing is is that they really don't believe that she has done it. They believe that she's an accomplice to her boyfriend, that, you know, maybe it was like a teenage thing that they did together. So it's very interesting that, um, you know, they're trying to get her to sort of say something about another scenario. Yeah, but that diary entry is pretty emphatic. I also found it interesting during that clip 
I felt like if you watch her on the video feed, you can actually see her mulling over whether to just come clean about everything. That's was my interpretation anyway. No, that's that that's absolutely perfect. She she is trying to understand how she can get from A to B now because they're gonna go through the whole alphabet, but she realizes that there is an end game here and she doesn't know if the end game is going to be the truth or if it's going to be something else that she she might come up with. And by them now offering these these deals and, you know, was it an accident, you know, did she fall over, all, all this sort of stuff, it will make her realise that, that she might have a get-out-of-jail-free card and sort of exonerate herself and maybe, mm. you know, the slit throat was because, you know, she'd hit her head or something like that. But she's now thinking that there could be another way out of this. Yeah, um, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how else you get a slit throat like that. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Yep. But but Price has her cornered. And so he's now going to get her to start back at the beginning one more time. Another tactic we see many, many times because it'll be interesting to see just interesting to see whether her story changes now that she knows a little bit more of the information they've got. Let's take a look. Let's start at the beginning. Is this something that was planned out, or was this just an accident? It was an accident. Okay. Well, that's this. This is a starting point. Then. That's kind of what I thought. Why don't we start with? Why don't we start with what happened? Did you get home from school at 3.30? Uh, okay, for those not on the video feed, what we just saw there was Maya. She keeps looking over to the grandmother, Amanda, and because this is obviously quite distressing, I couldn't quite hear what she said at the end, but... It just seemed to be something like, are you all right? And she's actually interrupting the flow of what Price is doing, trying to talk. And, you know, it, I didn't really feel like it was the time to speak up there. Yeah, because what is happening, um, yeah, and as you said to see, is, is a lot easier than just hearing the the sound of it. But Karen's now crying. Alyssa's now crying as well. And Maya sort of says to Karen, do you want to step out? And like Price just puts his hand up. This is not the moment for a toilet break. She stuffed it last time, um, and now he's saying no. We're yeah. now on a roll. There is now a confession that has been made that she is responsible for the girl's death, and so now they have to work out how and why, if it's an accident, if there was someone else involved. But Karen's now just broken, so um, we're going to see her crumble, um, and it's heartbreaking to watch. But we've got now a confession. Are you happy, Robert? We have a bloody confession. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> but I want a true <laughs> confession, not just an accident. No. If it wasn't an accident so there's still more i could get out of this episode but yes i've wanted this is called monsters who murder serial killer confessions 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 uh so yes i'm pleased about that all right rice is now completely focused and as you said nothing is going to interrupt the interrupt these next few minutes and finally amanda after 15 seasons 
we actually get to see a wet tissue. You got home at 3.30? Mm-hmm. And then what happened from there? I were in the forest. Like I said. Elizabeth was there. Yeah, she her. Yes. Elizabeth was there in the forest. Yes. Was she alone? Feels like a bit of a bullshit moment, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, it was, and um, I think I think like I'm going to go off on a segue here, but I think we need mm-hmm. to make sort of um, we need to make bingo cards where we can um, sort of tick off yeah that that's the bullshit, that's the wet tissue. That's, you know, <laughs> I just think I just think that, that that might be a bit of fun, but um, yeah, absolutely, she's going to lie because she's now forgetting that the slit the throat because. He has said we can read that, but he hasn't said we've read it word for word and this is what we know it says. That comes later. Um, but so uh, ah. she's sort of saying now. So he hasn't yeah. read out to her. I mean, we've read it. That's why I assume she's yeah. aware of what well, they she knows, decoded. She knows what it says. Yes. Yeah, but she knows what it says. So he's saying that I know that you know that I know that you know, basically. So he's letting her play around with that because at this point he knows it says slit throat. So now she's saying, oh, she just fell over and hit her head. So we have our bullshit because yeah. now she's going to go with the accident scenario because he's provided that for her. If that's actually what happened, people would say straight up, oh, my God, she fell over. I didn't know yeah. what to do. I panicked. And that's where this one has started an hour and a half ago, not where we are now. You know, and the fact that we have a wet tissue is because she has now had a massive release of adrenaline because everything has just come out. She has now said that she's responsible for this girl's death, whether an accident or by design, that's what's happened. And Karen sort of went to her grab a tissue for herself and, and, and Rice says, you can you grab one for her too because she, she was crying. We have a wet tissue. Um, the bit of crocodile tears, but she is literally crying and we'll see what no, no. tissue does for a person who's confessing. It's not crocodile tears. She is crying for herself. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. There's going to be a lot of that theme coming up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and and let's be honest, even dickhead Di- even dickhead Derek, he's read this diary, <laughs> and even he knows this is bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know why she, she's trying to fake this, that this is the scenario that she's going to go with. They've mentioned the diary. They said they can read it. He didn't sit there and read it out to her because he knows what it said. Well, he he knows enough of what it says. She knows exactly what it says. Mm. You know, she's, she's not going to say, oh, yeah, she bumped her head and so I scribbled it out. Like, it's obvious, you yeah. know, and Karen now is just a mess. I, I just feel for her so much. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, it's going to get worse for her. Uh, after spending a few moments crying, Alyssa picks up her story from where she left off. This is an interesting part. Rice didn't prompt her. She just picks up completely without being prompted by Rice. Was 
Do you have some instructions? Before you play with her. Yes. When we go and get the body here, there'll be an autopsy. And it doesn't matter. I work a lot on homicides. It doesn't matter whether the body's burned or not. They'll go through and do an autopsy. And they will discover every injury on her body and the cause of death. And, and I understand you say she fell. That's why she died. However, they will know from the autopsy if she was shot, if she was hit in the head, if her throat was cut. They will know all of that from the autopsy. So we need to know the truth because at the end of the autopsy, they will know exactly how she died. So we need to know now the full truth, full disclosure right now. So it doesn't come out later that, well, Melissa wasn't telling the full truth again. We need to have it all come out now. He really is dropping hints about what he knows. Like in amongst a whole lot of other stuff he mentions about a throat. Um, but you feel she's still lying. Of course she is, because she's going through saying that they actually burnt it. It is so hard to burn a body. And when there's FBI and sheriffs and police out there looking for a nine-year-old girl, is she really going to be having a bonfire saying, yeah, it's got nothing to do with this, that that's fine. Like they would have seen a fire. They would have noticed a fire. Good you know, point. it's just it's just so crazy. But the interesting part, as, as you said, he, he threw out the slit throat in there. Um, but it's interesting what she does. Can, can we just see that section again? Oh, and, and I understand you say she fell, and that's why she died. However, they will know from the autopsy if she was shot, if she was hit in the head, if her throat was cut. So she was nodding. Yeah, only for that one. So, you know, he said um, whatever, he said, you know, shot or something, and she's just staring. When he mm. says uh, slit throat, she nods. Like, you know, she, she, she nods a lot. But when she didn't make a move for those other things, that was a definite, I didn't do that, I didn't do that, and oh, I did do that. Your mm. body gives you up every single time, and that's what's happened here. Interesting stuff. Well, now that Rice has laid it out, he hits her with the most vital question, and everybody, this is actually going to be hard to hear. So bear with it or skip a little bit if you need to, but we are issuing a caution here. So we need to know now the full truth, full disclosure right now, so it doesn't come out later that, well, it wasn't telling the full truth again. We need to have it all come out now. How did she kill her? Why didn't she die? How did she die? Nine-year-old girls don't just die. We were messing around. And she fell back with her head. Was her throat cut? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh my 
ask any questions right now until we get. You know, occasionally there's an episode where I suggest people subscribe to the video, whether it's a one-off through Uscreen or um, through Patreon. Th this is an interesting one from the body language. And if you only want to do it as a one-off, go to mwm.uscreen.io and, and you can get it for five bucks. The reason I say that, Amanda, is halfway through that, the grandmother turns around because it's hitting her that her granddaughter is guilty here. Her grandmother, her granddaughter has taken a life and she, it breaks her. And I can't even imagine what she is feeling or even what she could be thinking. It's hold to the interrogation at the most important part because she has to get out of there. And, and, and the way at first she tried to turn her back so that she's not making a spectacle, she actually just wanted to let the interrogation go. This is my take. Yeah. She wanted, she thought, I'll just turn my back for a moment. I'll, re I'll regroup and then, you know, but she's overwhelmed she can't handle it and the, the truth bomb that is dropping over her it's too much it is it is just so heartbreaking to hear her and as you said she tried to turn around she tried to hold it in but she couldn't and that's why she ran for the door unfortunately they are locked in and they have to uh, ask to be let out but um but she had no idea that this is where it was going i mean Earlier, she was talking about, yeah, that she kept falling in, in the holes that she kept, mm. you know, having all a wrap around the place. And she thought this was just going to be harmless, innocent, you know, the, the, the weird, creepy teenage girl's going to be pulled in because she, you know, draws with blood and buries animals, you know, and, and that's all she thought it, it was going to be. And then what we find out is that she did and her just, her confession is, yeah, you know, when he said, did you slit her, her throat? And until that point, Karen was holding it. She's mm. like, it didn't happen, you know, big, because, I mean, this hasn't been, like, slammed on her. It's come out uh, um, easily from, no, I have no idea, to, oh, yeah, it, it was an accident, to, yes, I slit her, her throat. And Karen at every point was thinking, misunderstanding, we're going to joke about this later. You know, it's going to come through. It's going to be okay. And then suddenly she it, goes, yeah, I cut her throat. It has been building though. And there's been points where she's yeah. been teary because she's gone from thinking her granddaughter has no involvement to some involvement, even if it was an accident. And, you know, what will that do to her? To this moment yeah. where she realizes yeah. her granddaughter's a killer. And, and that's very, very difficult. It is. I mean, I don't think any parent should, should go through this, but the grandparents that have, have taken on these four kids because their own parents, you know, w weren't great. You know, she thought that she was doing the best thing for her and it hasn't helped. 
it no. didn't help because we're at this at this place anyway. And as a mum, as a grandmother, you know, she would have had felt that that guilt and that responsibility that she's done something wrong as well. You know that what led her, her to do this. You know, are the other three going to go like this? There's so much that goes through. And as a parent, you know, you, you don't want to see this happen. You you want to believe that you've got good kids, but sometimes kids aren't good. And I think with this one, you know, Karen just needs to get out of there because she needs to let the interrogation continue because as we just saw price told um toby to shut up yeah. when she um when he was asking questions so for this to have to happen i mean this has cut this interrogations um um moved completely off because now we're mm. yeah so um now we're at a place that it's just so shocking but it had it had to stop and rice actually says i can't ask you any more questions you know because he, he can't once toby left the room um well that's an yeah, interesting point because point. While Karen and Maya, while Karen's left, Maya's left the room, Rice has to halt the interview. He actually offers Alyssa a drink of water, which she refuses. But Maya does return within a few moments without Karen, and she is now hysterical. Uh, Rice gives Alyssa his theory on what he thinks has happened, and where this goes is incredible. I think, I think he does the whole ahead of time. Because you knew you were going to kill Elizabeth. I think you tried to dig the hole, like I said, and realized it was too hard to dig down the far. Okay, I I'm just going to interrupt Amanda because for people listening to the to the audio version of this, they're hearing some screaming. That is not taking place inside the interview room that is karen outside and i think it's really important to know that as we keep listening to this part this is karen outside the interview room just losing it so we'll go back to it i just yeah. wanted to explain that to our listeners i think i think you dug the hole ahead of time because you knew you were going to kill elizabeth i think you tried to dig the hole like I said, she realized it was too hard to dig down the far. And I think you got Elizabeth out there. I knew you were going to kill her. And then you cut her throat. Is that what happened? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have two things going on there. We have an actual confession. She agrees with his theory, but there was also another interesting moment in that clip, Amanda, that when we hear Karen wailing outside the room, Alyssa's head drops. She's caught up in the emotion of her grandmother. Yeah, I mean, she she probably never heard her, her grandmother cry like that. No. You know, um, she has, has has been the strength of the family and all of this sort of stuff to then hear her um, like because she has just lost her granddaughter as well. We have to remember that that 
cases like like this, no one wins, you know. And so she's now re realising that what her grandmother is feeling is what the victim's family is probably feeling too, and there is that loss. And she probably saw them, you know, up upset that they couldn't find them, and she's going to see it again and again going through trial and everything. But it's just, um, just to have that going on in the room and she's just her, her brain is outside she is hearing what uh, what rice is saying and and she just goes yes you know mm. it's just a single word that makes the, that, that that confession done and 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 that's it but you know there's all of this other stuff that we often don't see you know we see the confession in in a vacuum but what we have here is a confession that is happening with with you know a larger group because you know um her her grandmother's there and so there's that there's this family of victims that, that that's now coming through and it's just um it's it's so much more painful because it is so real and so raw you know and to to, to not sort of move away from that but we also have to notice that toby actually when she come back from taking karen outside has actually moved her chair closer so she's moved from sort of sitting back and you know leaning on the on the um, thing that that's hanging out of the wall for handcuffs to now sitting beside rice and mm. i think that's an important part too now that we're at that you know the the raw bones part of this and she's now sort of basically taken sides and sitting with rice rather than being an advocate for um mm. for lesser in this part mm. well rice is in interrogator mode and he he's now sitting out to get more of the minutiae details about elizabeth's murder what did you use to cut her throat with? A pocket knife, a kitchen knife, kitchen knife. Where is that kitchen knife now? The sink. The sink of your house. I believe so. Okay. So you brought it back to the house with you. Um, did you wash it off? Yes. Okay. How long of a knife is it? About that long. About that long? What kind of handle does it have? Black handle. Okay. Did you stab her? Afterwards. Stab her body or where? Okay. How many times did you stab her? Two. Two. Did you hit her with anything first? No. Or did you just cut her neck? But what you tell me what happened. Through step by step. Um, I don't know. 
I went in my room, I still went out before I should ish Then I walked over and Elizabeth was outside. Did you when did you dig the hole? Um I don't know when I was trying to find a place to hide her body. So did you dig that after you killed her? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So at about five thirty, you went out. Did you go to her house to get her? I went over there. She was outside, so it's like, yeah. You knew you were going to do it then. Okay. So you went over there about five thirty and got her. Uh, was Emma with you? She was part of the way. Like yeah. I said, I ditched her. Ditched her. Yeah. Did you have the knife hidden on you? Or where was it at? Yeah, it was... I had it. In your hand? No. Okay. So you went... Did you walk all the way over to her house? Yeah. Okay. Show me what route you went. I went back here. What got her? Yeah. And then show me where you went from there. And show me with this pen where you went from there. You had Elizabeth. Okay. Okay. And then you went up here to a creek bed? Yes. Okay. Um, and where did Emma turn back? Um, um, I think it was somewhere out here. Okay. Like I said. So it was just you and Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. What did you tell Elizabeth you were going to do? We were just hanging out at first. I- Oh, Lord. You had the knife with you. Did you, had you made up your decision you were going to kill her then? No. At what point did you make the decision that you were going to kill her? But we had been at the creek. Why? Close still. It's 
still see your clothes. So they burned off of it. Okay. And you took the knife back home. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what did you do from there? You had the knife, and then show me what happened from there. I just walked back and came Did you walk back this path that you showed me? Uh, yes. You walked this path and came back inside? Yep. And then what did you do? I went up to my room, went out, and out. Put the knife in the sink? Is yep. that what you said? Mm -hmm. Okay. What about the hole, though? It was just there. No, it wasn't just there. I dug it. Yeah, when, so. when, when did you dig it? Oh, that's right. I was looking for something to do with your body, so I dug it. When? It was before I came home. Before you came home from where? From the forest. It's all a bit matter-of-factly now, isn't it, Amanda? Yeah, it is, but it's still a load of bullshit. So, <laughs> is it? <laughs> yep, yep. There's a lot more to come, but it sounds like that she's just going with it now. But he's questioning her on parts of this because he knows it's bullshit too. So, um, he's he's asking her questions. She's just sort of going along with it now. There's actually a point in there where she sighed, and it's like she was done. She she was at that point now, and he can't mm. push her much further. But yep. he is still trying. But we can still hear Karen outside, and I think she's more upset about that. You know, it's it's that I'm not angry. I'm d disappointed that she's actually going through more than what he's saying to her. I don't think she, she's even comprehending now. She's just going with everything Rice says. He um earlier he was going down this path of someone else being involved. Is yep. that still in play here? Well, he's still kind of thinking that she didn't do it alone, um, but uh, he's, he's sort of realising now that she is giving the whole story and there's no point that, you know, oh, I couldn't lift her up or I couldn't dig the hole, um, and there's all of that, that that's going on now. It's it's seeing where he can fit a second suspect in, into it, but he's seeing that, th that that's not the case. Mm. It was interesting that in the end there, she didn't want to refer to it as a murder, but instead, but instead said the forest. Yeah, it's interesting because that is how she sort of um, takes herself out of what's happening. And as we know, mm. her, her brain's outside with Karen now anyway. Um, but we can see that this is starting to harm her. She's she's not coping now. She's trying to get through this. Um, the adrenaline that comes through before when she finally said, yes, I, I killed her, you know, though she said it was an accident. Um, she is now getting the, the second fear because now it's out. You can't take it back. Mm. And so she's trying to see how she can um, go Soften through it. these doors now. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's really, really tough. Mm. Well, now that the story is out, the mood, well, you can see in the, in, the mood in the entire room has changed. And now Rice thinks there is still more to the story. And with Karen out of the room, he is about to go for the jugular with his theory. Who Helped you. No one helped me. When did you dig this hole? Why? When? Wednesday. 
the Wednesday before all this? No. Wednesday it happened. After or before you killed her? After. You came back home. Yes. Went to your room. Heard Emma crying. Mm-hmm. Went to help her. Mm-hmm. Which would have been almost six o'clock in the evening when Emma was screaming. So when would you have had time to dig that hole? Before I came back. You didn't have a shovel with you. I had a knife. You couldn't you didn't dig that hole with a knife. You did not dig I was out there for five hours. You didn't dig that hole with a knife. Grandpa loves you very much, doesn't he? Grandpa would do anything for you. I know you don't want to tell me. I know you want to protect him. But we have got to get to the truth in this. You came back. You told him what had happened. And he wanted to help you. He wanted to try to make this right. So they don't learn about anything. Who helped you? No one. We're going to put them all on a polygraph. Okay. Who helped you? Someone. When did you dig the hole? Wednesday. When? After I killed her. Not in that you killed her. Listen. You've got to tell the truth. You're not telling the truth on this part. You're not telling the truth on this. Well, it's funny. I was just asking about whether Rice still believed someone else was involved. It is absolutely fascinating to see we've got the confession and the interviews continuing. Usually they get close and then arrest them. But here, Rice is taking his time. And the other thing I find interesting is that she is so emphatic about this argument she's having with Rice about whether someone else was involved. She is multiple times admitting to killing the girl. You know, when did you do it? The day I killed her, after I killed her. You know, he's getting multiple confessions, a reinforcement that she killed the young girl because she's trying to push back at him about the idea that someone else helped her. Absolutely. And to think that, you know, he sort of didn't know how to possibly throw the grandfather in as, as a possible suspect, but, but with Karen gone, he could say that, you know, and, and I think that that made her more defiant because like, how mm. dare you think that, you know, you can put in my grandfather, I did this alone. Um, and there, there's a whole time frame that they have to work out. Um, but he's talking about one grave, but there's actually a second one that the girl's in, but we, but we haven't even got to that yet. Spoiler so it's, alert. it's quite interesting that he's, <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's <laughs> not a spoiler alert, I promise. <laughs> but it's just it's just amazing. You know, he's saying, oh, oh, you, you couldn't have dug that. You know, someone must have helped you. You couldn't do it with a knife. This girl dug a lot of holes. Like, she knew what she mm. was doing and she could sit there and do it. But did she do it before or after? That's the most important part of this. And um, the fact that he sort of said, you know, your grandfather loves you enough. He'd do anything for you. Um, like, whoa, that, that, that that's was hardcore. 
that made me think, geez, the grandfather is involved. So I'm intrigued to see where this goes. So let's get into it. Rice <laughs> is still pushing and he's hoping that Alyssa has a slip up. Will she slip up? Will Rice get what he wants? Let's have a listen. You tell him the truth about how you killed her. I believe that. Because that matches your diet. But you're still not telling the truth on the rest of this. I do the whole she's lying it's intriguing to me because is she lying to protect the second suspect that rice is really pushing for like the grandfather or is she lying because if she had admitted initially that she dug the grave before the killing that leads to intent and motivation and a planned killing so was she trying to protect herself from the fact that she had premeditated murder, basically, and saying, oh, well, I dug the grave in reaction to the uh, thing I decided to do on the spur of the moment. So there's a couple of things in play here. The other thing, of course, is Toby Myers' role. Now, 
she is now gunning for this. She has totally changed up her role, basically trying to help get the confession. Yeah, and it's so frustrating. And I think Rice is sort of trying to get her out of of the road, but she, he's now actually referring to her saying, you know, Toby said to tell the truth. You've got to tell the truth. And she's now getting upset because she said, I told you the truth and that wasn't enough. And so now I'm going to go back to have the accident because you didn't accept that I did all this on, on my own. As, as you said, that they're trying to prove intent or whether it was, you know, a crime of passion. Um, but I, you know, she's been practicing for this for a long time. So I think she's a bit up, upset too that you know that he's providing all these other people that might be responsible in, in helping and that she had like a secondary part and I think she's a bit pissed off with that as well um but it's just amazing how they're still going on with all these bits and pieces why is she pissed off because they're insinuating she couldn't do this on her own yeah absolutely you know she, she she told them everything they wanted to know and that they still want more saying you know oh there has mm. to be someone that helped you you didn't do this on on your own and we also have to point out too now with karen out of this room it's two cops against a 15 year old yeah that's important okay. as well yeah well when their attempts to get her to name an accomplice fail they turn to finding elizabeth's body with Alyssa's help she agrees but they're going to need a bigger map, and so they decide to take a break. And as Rice prepares to leave the room, Alyssa breaks down, and Maya, well, she goes in again, being her advocate. Um, we're going to take a break here. I'll let you talk through whatever you need to do. Um, and I need to get a bigger map. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think he did. 
still out there in the same spot. I believe so. Okay. Tell me about that hole that you did dig. The hole that I saw that you pointed out. What was that about? It was early occasion. Okay. You didn't do it. You didn't do it. Why? What was... I couldn't dig that far. Okay. How deep did you dig the grave that she's in? It's not that deep. Will you be able to point out on the map or take us to where she's at? Mm-hmm. You didn't burn her, did you? No. Did you bring a shovel with you? Mm-hmm. How did you dig the hole? It was quite an early Okay, when did you dig that hole? That one was also on Friday. Okay, so you dug the hole on Friday and had it all ready. Did you leave the shovel out there? No. Okay. So the hole was already dug on Friday, and then you brought her out there Wednesday. Killed her there on Wednesday, strangled her, and cut her throat. Stabbed her twice. Put her in the hole, and then how'd you fill the dirt in? With my hands. With your hands. Did you do anything else to her body? No. Did anyone help you? No. Who have you told about this? No one. No one. Did you tell Dustin? No. Did you tell your grandpa? No. Did you tell your friend Kylie? No. Did you tell anyone? No. Yeah, I think um, Rice knows he's got the entire story now. Yeah, and it was just as he was about to take a break, but mm. Toby had to go in there and say, you've got to tell the truth. You know, I can't ask you the question, but what's the truth? I mean, you can't handle the truth. It just it frustrates me that she kept going. Um, well, got it there, though. It, well, I, I don't know. I'm well, sort of on did. my side here. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what her role is here. Her role there is yeah, to sure. uh, help her get through this, um, and instead she's gone into interrogator mode. So I think that that's um, a, a bit hard, but we got that that full confession right there. She didn't burn the body. There was a second hole um, that she had had dug them both previously and she had actually attempted to to kill her victim previously as well but hadn't gone through with it. So um, there's your intent and so that sort of puts it down to murder one. Yeah, I found it interesting. He was asking more about whether she did anything else to the body with the body and I... I assume that was of a sexual nature he was trying to find out? No. No, it was it was the fact that um, that she had said that she had burnt it, so he's, like, tr- trying to say that that's not what had happened, that there was no but sexual But that had been ruled out by that intent. point. Well, no, because they hadn't found her yet. They just knew that she'd slit her, her throat, but she, as, as we just heard, she'd also stabbed her set several mm. times and strangled her. So um, so there was more to it that, than just a slit throat. Um, okay. But, yeah, he was expecting that, you know, that she'd sort of, you know, driven away in the car or something and dumped her somewhere else and things like that. All right. Well, you better turn away, Amanda, because Maya is going in again, so don't watch this bit. Is that the truth? There's still something. There's still something. There's still something you're not telling. I can tell. So, 
Rice is done. Uh, he just needs Alyssa to confirm the location of Elizabeth's body, right? Yeah, I mean, he he was done before, but then Toby kept going in again. Oh, there's more. You haven't given us everything. There's more. And and she's getting frustrated. Like, I told you everything. There's nothing else to tell mm. you. I don't know what you want, which must be frustrating when you've actually bared everything and it's still not good enough. I yeah. think that talks about the way I, I, I was raised. Um, but um, it's just interesting. <laughs> it's never enough. Wow, um, we're I'm getting so real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should oh, hang on. Right here and now. Step up, folks. <laughs> hang in there because we're going another hour while Amanda lays out her life issues. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. It, it, it explains a lot. With her I am. But you know, but it's it's just going back to it. But she's she's now exhausted. And you know, Rice was before, like halfway through that the last episode, Toby got up and said, Oh, I have to pee now. And so they had to stop and everything for her. Rice mm. has tried to leave this room twice now and she has sort of kept kept going. The poor guy's bladder's probably mega full and he wants to go out, but of course it's also to go out and check other things and make sure Karen's okay. Isn't he getting the map? Go through it and and everything. Well with that too, but he probably probably needed to pee that this has been several hours and um he hasn't been allowed to move um but it's just it's just crazy that Maya keeps going in again and again um she's there to advocate for the girl um I'm so sorry He's well still going. Yeah. I will say we got quite a confession because of her interference but look while Rice He's left the room, as you said, Amanda. Maya keeps going, let's roll this next clip so Amanda can get even angrier. <laughs> Do you need 
She seemed to do a little bit better that time, actually being an advocate there and looking after her. Yeah, kind of. You know, um, she asked what's going to happen to her and um, Toby says, oh, well, they're going to take you out to, to find the corpse and everything. She wants to know what's going to happen to her. She wants to know what happens after this, not just the procedure, but is she going to jail? Is she going to yeah. you know, go, go on death row or what? That's what she wanted. She wanted to have some comfort, someone comfort her, because as we know, Karen had to leave. Karen couldn't be in there. And so she had no one advocating for her because Toby decided that she couldn't do that. Oh, right. <laughs> You've made your point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. You'll see how much of a point I've just made. Okay. 
Well, let me read on. Because eventually Rice returns (laughs) to the room while Maya gets Alyssa, a minor, to sign a legal document releasing her hospital records to her. Rice then covers bits and pieces like where the knife is. He still wanted to double check before they headed back to the forest where they would find Elizabeth's body. Alyssa would be certified to stand trial as an adult and went to trial in 2011. However, plot twist, the confession we just listened to was blocked by Justice Patricia Joyce and could not be used. According to KRCGTV, Judge Joyce said the juvenile justice officer Toby Meyer wrongly participated in a state highway patrol interview of the then 15-year-old Buster Mante. The judge said Meyer used deceptive tactics while encouraging the teenager to tell the truth about the death of Elizabeth Alton in October 2009. Mrs Meyer used deceptive tactics during the interrogation of defendant by telling defendant that she was there as the defendant's advocate. Judge Joyce wrote in the order to suppress. The deception likely misled the defendant into believing that Ms. Meyer was there to look after her best interests when, in fact, this was not her role. So, she wasn't an advocate, Amanda. Well, yes and no. So um, according to that GRC GTV article, um, it explains that she misled Bustamante by telling her that the juvenile court's only focus was treatment for her, which Judge Joyce believed implied that Bustamante thought that she would only receive treatment and not a sentence when she confessed. So uh, Justice Joyce said that Maya's participation in the interrogation went far beyond her statutory role as a juvenile officer, which is limited to observation and protection of the juvenile's rights. So it came down to, as Judge Joyce said, the statements made to Detective Rice by Bustamante could still have been admissible, but for the actions of juvenile officer Toby Meyer. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, very interesting. <laughs> uh, fair enough. You know, uh, she did overstep the boundary and she didn't need to. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, Bustamante took a plea deal in January 2012. Now, removing life without parole and a death sentence off the table, Bustamante pled guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole and conditional release. She is eligible to apply for parole in 2024. Amanda, why is it second-degree murder, Amanda, and not first-degree murder? Was that part of the plea deal, was it? Yes, it was. So um, first degrees, that's what you set out to do. That's what the plan was. That's what you, you were going to do. Now, that is that is what happened, but she's also of a juvenile age, even though they tried her for an, as an adult, which is a whole scene that I, I don't agree with. Um, but it's to say that there was a possibility that she might have survived if she hadn't gone through with it. And it's just a way to get death penalty and life without parole off the table, especially for a 15-year-old girl. Okay. I've got to tell you, this was a fascinating one. We got a confession, even though it was a confession that couldn't be used, but at least we heard the confession. I told you there was a plot twist in this one. I, I had to I had to throw that at you because a, a confession's not always a confession. So. <laughs> well, consider it thrown and consider me knocked out. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a really good case, a very interesting case. And, of course, when we look at these, we obviously have a lot of sympathy for the victims and, and, you know, a young girl lost her life. But interesting to see where this girl, why this girl did it, you know, her fascination. And, and when you look at all her photos, 
she was a little odd, you know, like I think of the one with the goth makeup and everything like that, that yeah. photo. But on the whole, yeah, she she looked like she wasn't part of the, the cheer squad or something like that, but she looked yeah. like a normal girl. Yeah, and, and, and that's what we keep coming back to in, in this podcast is that these are normal people. You know, we can, we all have a bit of a kink. We all, all are a bit odd. Um, and it doesn't mean that that's what's going to make you a killer. That it, it comes from every walk of life because I can give you a couple of stories where it is the cheerleader that's the killer. I mean, it does happen. So um, just because, you know, they're in the drama club and all that sort of stuff and she doesn't even go here, my daughter's going to kill me for saying that because that's my favourite line of all time but it's about how how they they their desire to do something far outweighs their compass to say that's wrong well i can't wait for the killer cheerleader story that's going to be fascinating (laughs) there's a few of them (laughs) maybe it's a special all right amanda thank you very much we'll see you next week for a 911 call that has many facets to it it's quite an interesting one i look forward to it yeah, that, that's, a, that's another tough one, guys. Our 911 calls aren't always fun and joy. Actually, I don't think and they're not for everyone. Been, I just thought they're not for everyone. All right, Amanda, we'll see you next week for that one. Until then, this is Monsters Who Murdered. Don't forget you can go to patreon.com slash Confessions for lots of um, extra bonuses if you go there and have a look. And Amanda's now over there instead of Facebook, so that's where she's engaging with our audience. Or just to watch the videos by themselves, go to mwm.uscreen.io. Had to remember it then, but I got there. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.